HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Hello and welcome to this special episode of Heritage Radio Network on Tour. We are bringing you the latest news on the California wildfires that continue to burn through parts of Napa, Sonoma, Calistoga, and Santa Rosa. I'm Katie Mosman-Wadler, Executive Director of Heritage Radio Network. I'm joined by Kat Johnson, our Communications Director. Hey, Kat. Hello. We've been in touch with some of our friends in California over the past few days, and we did an update on Tuesday of the coverage that we were able to pull about the fires. It is still really hard to get in contact with a lot of the people who are most directly affected because of power outages, telephone outages. We have been able to speak to some of our friends, uh, winemaker Robert Sinsky, Brian Kenny from Hearst Ranch, Adam Mariani from Scribe Winery, and uh, Chris Howell from Kane Vineyards. And um, getting various reports about the extent of the damage. Uh, Many of the people whose vineyards and homes and farms have burned are not ready to speak on air about the events. Um, But we do have some updates for you from our friends and from those in surrounding areas. Um, So one winemaker that I have been in touch with is Robert Sinsky. He owns vineyards and an organic winery in Napa Valley called Robert Sinsky uh, Vineyards. One building on their property was completely destroyed. Uh, Their vineyards have been affected, although it's unclear to what degree. Luckily, I do believe they dodged a bullet and are are doing okay. Um, Robert says that he's canceled his upcoming sales trips to deal with all the fallout and cleanup and that many people in the area will be without work for a while. When I asked what, what, what can be done to help, he said the best thing would be to feature local wines and find a good charity to help vineyard and winery employees who will be most impacted. The industry is set to lose critical tourist dollars, and smaller wineries will not be able to hit the road to sell their wines during this critical pre-holiday season. The key to their recovery is the ability to sell wine so that they can continue to pay employees and get back to normal as quickly as possible. And lastly, I just want to read this quote directly from Robert Sinsky. He emailed me and said that we need to focus on climate change and educate people to vote the environment. It needs to be the number one issue for all eligible voting citizens. The world has bigger problems than just the wine industry and these fires. We need intelligent, savvy politicians who will make the cli- make climate change their top priority, and we need to put others on notice that the world has moved beyond fossil fuel and chemical farming. I have said for years that vineyards are the canary in the coal mine. What we are experiencing now is what's in store for the rest of the world if we don't move on from this carbon-based economy. And another one of our friends who's been keeping us updated on the fires is Brian Kenny from Hearst Ranch. 
So he provided us some notes from a CAL FIRE briefing that he went to yesterday, including the fact that we're approaching 75,000 acres that have so far as of yesterday been destroyed or are currently engulfed in flames. There's so much smoke in the area that the visibility is too low for aerial firefighting, which is um, really bad news. And at the time of the briefing from CAL FIRE, the containment fires in Napa and Sonoma, sorry, the containment of those fires in Napa and and Sonoma County was only between two and three percent. So basically a completely uncontained fire still blazing. And to talk a little bit more about the conditions that have made these fires so destructive, we're going to turn to our membership coordinator, Hannah Forden. Thanks, Katie. Uh, So yesterday, the New York Times published an article addressing the factors that made this wildfire season so deadly. Uh, Drought, as we well know, has been plaguing California for years and has left it littered with fuel in the form of dry vegetation. Um, And then in the winter of 2016 and the spring of 2017, um, they brought record amounts of rainfall, which then spurred new plant growth. That was followed by months of extreme heat that then withered the new growth, and it's basically a tinderbox. Um, Finally, the autumn winds from the northeast, known as Diablo winds, began blowing through the region over the weekend at speeds of 70 miles an hour or more. So... At the moment, we still don't know what caused the fires uh, in the first place, what the origin is, um, but state officials are looking into the possibility that downed power lines are one of the causes. So, Hannah, did this article in the New York Times back up claims that these wildfires are a direct effect of climate change? So Scott L. Stevens, who is a professor of fire science at the University of California, Berkeley, is quoted in the article, and he says that it's important to note that climate change is not necessarily causing these specific fires to occur. Um, Wildfires are a natural part of a forest life cycle. However, fire seasons in general have grown longer and more destructive in recent decades, something that scientists do attribute in part to increased dryness caused by warming temperatures. Um, There's a new study uh, published, or no, excuse me, a study published by the University of Idaho and Columbia University last year showed that climate change has caused more than half of the dryness uh, in Western forests since 1979. Um, So this is Katie again. Earlier this afternoon, the San Francisco Chronicle reported the death toll in California has officially risen to 28 people who've lost their lives so far. This is still a very active and dangerous situation for many people in wine country and the Bay Area. Another thing that is becoming a really big problem is pollution in and around San Francisco. It's been compared to what you might see in Beijing as of now. I just spoke to my brother Noah, who's in San Francisco, and he says the sky is brownish gray, which if you spend a lot of time in that area, that's not a normal color there. Um, He has some friends who are helping to pitch in with some relief efforts. Um, So we're still working on getting you a list, but right now we have spoken to uh, some contacts at, from Byright Market, Fawn Skiles, and Sam Moganum from Byright are helping to organize chefs to provide meals at shelters in the affected areas. Others of my brother's friends who have trucks are helping to evacuate livestock. This was a concern that we were hoping to follow up on from our conversation Tuesday. So more to come there. Residents of the Bay Area are advised to limit their outdoor activities, keep their windows and doors closed, set air conditioners and automobile ventilation systems to recirculate the interior air rather than drawing in the outside air. And if they have masks available, they're being advised to use them. 
So we're going to continue to try to point out some specific relief efforts that are underway. We saw an email from the Petaluma Police Department with a list of shelters and soup kitchens open to people who need to evacuate. We're going to post that current list that we have in this episode's description. Um, as Katie mentioned, there's a lot of people in San Francisco in the Bay Area trying to help as well. So there's some restaurants and businesses offering free food and services, and, and we'll do our best to link to as many of those as possible. And I just want to wrap up with a few words from Chris Howell at Kane Vineyard and Winery. Um, he says they are working through the situation there in Santa Elena um, day by day and hour by hour. All of the outcome for them depends literally on which way the wind blows. And uh, he says a good reminder that wine is farming and farming is subject to nature, which is why we love it. Um, so just uh, want to raise a glass to the human spirit and, uh, again, our thoughts are with everyone affected and we'll continue to bring you the developing coverage. Thank you so much for listening to this Heritage Radio Network on tour special report. Thanks again to Chris Howell, Robert Sinsky, and Brian Kenny for keeping us updated on the devastating wildfires threatening California. We'll continue to keep our eye on developments and we'll let you know the ways in which you can support the people who are affected. Uh, again, HRN on tour is supported by the Julia Child Foundation and by our membership program. You can help us to bring you this continuing coverage by visiting our website, heritageradionetwork.org, and clicking on the beating heart to donate. Thank you.